How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the old podcast. Got a lot of fun stuff to cover today, so let's go ahead and, as always, just dive right on into it. A uh, fun fight, a few fun fights over the weekend. I didn't see a whole lot of the Bellator card. Um, I'll, I'll start off with that, though. The fight I did see and wildly predicted inaccurately, uh, that would be Vadim Nemakov uh, versus ye old double champ, not anymore, Ryan Bader. Um, I was completely surprised by this fight. Um, after I, I had uh, done the podcast last week, I looked back on it. Not back on the podcast, but back um, to where I said that I didn't know this Vadim guy. And I went and watched some of his fights, and I was like, oh, fuck. This guy's a savage. He's a monster. I mean, all these Russian, Dagestani, I don't even think he's from Dagestan, but all these Russian dudes are absolute savages. And I underestimated him, and I don't think Ryan Bader did, but, man, when he got caught with that head kick, I was absolutely shocked. First of all, excuse me. Ryan Bader did not quit in that fight. I thought it was done four, five, six, seven times before the ref actually stopped it. He never quit fighting, and that's what you want to see from the champ. And I and I like the referee stoppage as well. Um, I didn't think it was a late stoppage at all. Um, it was. I think I thought it was perfect. He let him fight, and that's what that's what everybody, all the refs, I think, should do in these championship fights. I mean, obviously, if they're getting completely fucked up, you got to stop the fight, but. Perfect referee stoppage. That's what you like to see. Um, and then Vadim's came out now and said that he's, he thinks he's the top top five light heavyweights in the top light heavyweight in the world. Um, obviously, we're gonna have to see him fight some more opponents and defend his title. But I mean, from what we saw on Friday night, he he could absolutely be correct on that. The guy is fucking huge for light heavyweight. I mean, light heavyweights are big guys. Obviously, Ryan Bader fights is that is the fucking champ at heavyweight. Um, but, like, he's built. He's a big dude. Like, he's not a small guy at all. Like, he looks like a heavyweight in there. He doesn't look like... Like, John Jones in the in the octagon looks like a light heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like, he's tall, he's skinny. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's strong, but he's a, he's a, he's a skinnier dude. Uh, that being said, this guy does not look like that at all. He's fucking giant. Absolutely insane, but... Fun. It was a good. It was a good fight up until that point where he caught him with that head kick, and then ended up landing that overhand right in the chin. Looked sensational. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited personally. I started following him on Instagram, but I'm excited to see what he can. What he's going to do next. Uh, I don't know if they do a rematch. Maybe at 205. I don't. I don't know if Bader entertains that too much. Uh, if I'm Bader, I just go. I just go up to heavyweight and fight there from now on. Unless he really wants that rematch. Um, which he could win, you never know. But he just he didn't look he didn't look like the caliber of opponent that uh, Vadim looked, which was very surprising. And this could be your ne- Bellator's next big, like big star, like a guy who's gonna defend the title many many times. So exciting stuff uh, for Bellator. Fun fight. Um, let's go ahead and jump in right onto the UFC card this weekend. Frankie Edgar versus. Uh, not this weekend, but last weekend's card. Uh, Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. Um, a really fun fight card. This is why th- this is one of those fight cards to where a lot of the a lot of the hardcore fans, such as like me and the, and a lot of other guys that listen to the show, uh, are 
Um, they always want to see every fight, but a lot of the casual fans were like, oh, you know, oof. I guess I'll watch it. I mean, everybody knows Pedro Munoz. I'm not everybody knows Pedro Munoz. Everybody knows Frankie Edgar, though. So everyone's like, oh, Frankie Edgar, I know that name. I'll watch the main event or whatever. But this this card was a reason to tune into every single fight in that card from top to bottom. Lots of finishes, lots of fun submissions, big upsets. And the biggest upset I want to talk to you all about, you guys probably already know what I'm about to say, is Shayna Dobson versus Maria Agapova. The biggest underdog victory since Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. She was, uh, I think Dobson was plus 800 and Agapova was minus 1200. And a, a crazy upset. Um, I, I had Agapova winning by decision, not by decision, by knockout in the first round. And, and the, in the first 15, 20, 30 seconds of the fight, it looked like it was going to go that way. She came out, threw a bunch of kicks, punch, obviously kicks and punches, I'm fucking stupid. But threw a big combo, right? She threw like a, I think a one, two, three, high kick, low kick, fucking switch kick. And then she got taken down immediately and didn't really do that great of a job getting back up. And after that, Sheena Dobson kind of looked like she was in more more controlling uh, of Agapova. Not not like controlling her to where Agapova couldn't do anything, but to where it was like, oh, oh, we have a fight on our hands. Uh, and Dobson's record is very deceiving at three and four, and now now she's four and four, obviously, but she's fought some tough competition. I mean, she could easily be a case of just close. I mean, close fights not going her way, you know, stuff like that. She she's always had that potential, but now we've seen what she can really do, and. That was a very, very interesting fight for Shayna Dobson. The stoppage was weird because she was beating the shit out of her, obviously. But, obviously, I can't speak today. I'm sorry. But um, when when the ref stopped the fight, I was like, I don't I don't know if that fight should have been stopped yet. And then you saw Agapova try to get on the stool and she wasn't able to balance herself. I was like, oh, no. she was She got absolutely rocked in that second round. Insane. Um, if I that that's one of those fights to where Dobson has that that one punch power to where if I was in Vegas that weekend, which I wasn't, and I was upset, I will be there in two weeks. But um, I was like, oh shit! Like you you, you saw, oh shit! She has, she, she has that. I lost my train of thought. But like one of those weekends, if I were to be in Vegas that weekend, I would have bet on Dobson because of her one punch power. Um, just because of the big payout. I mean, I'm sure if you bet like 20 bucks in that fight, I think you won 120, something insane like that, uh, just for a straight bet. Uh, absolutely insane. I'm excited to see Shane Dobson in the future. Uh, Maria Agapova got carried off in a stretcher for exhaustion, which was a little much in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not her. She could have been tired from the weight cut. She's a taller girl. She is smaller, but you, know, you never know with those weight cuts. What they do to you, that could have been a factor in the fight as well. I haven't heard anything uh, from her or her, her, her camp. Obviously, not personally, but no one's came out and said anything um, about that ex- uh, her exhaustion in that fight and as to the stretcher, stuff like that. Um, but good fight. I'm excited to see both these girls fight in the future, especially especially Shana, Shana Dobson. She probably won't be that big of an underdog ever again. <laughs> All right, let's get into um, the other fight. I mean, other fights were good. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of. I mean, Austin Hubbard got submitted by uh, Joe Selecki, 
And uh, Mike Rodriguez ended up winning with a huge KO. That was a fun fight if you guys watched that. And Daniel Rodriguez looked great as well. Knocked out um, Dwight Grant in the first round, first or second round. Can't remember which one, but looked really, really good. And uh, anyway, let's get into the uh, Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar. I guess, I guess you could say controversy. Um, so Frankie Edgar won by decision, right? Um, a lot uh, when when I had first watched the fight, the first the first time I had watched it, li- the live the live action, I was a little drunk. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I had a couple drinky drinks. Had a couple had a couple whiskeys. Had a couple beers. I was a little. I felt pretty good, um, and I had thought Frankie Edgar won that fight. I, th- I was like three to two, close, close decision. I think Edgar wins this fight, um, and I, w- I was right after the first time watching it. Frankie Edgar won via split decision, um, but then I rewatched it Sunday afternoon sober, and I gave Munoz four rounds. Close rounds, but I gave him four rounds. Uh, upon further review, I watched it again, and I gave Munoz three rounds. Watched it one more time. Gave Munoz three rounds. I think Munoz won this fight, unfortunately. I don't think, but it was such a close fight, I don't... There were a couple rounds to where I was back and forth on who I thought that round won that round. And it easily, if someone could have easily gave it to, to Edgar, I just personally thought Munoz... Had won these particular rounds. I can't remember which ones. I want to say three and four in particular. Where I was like, I think I think Munoz edged him out just by a hair in both those rounds. And um, judges judging is obviously what's the word for it? You know, you, they kind of use their perf- personal preference, and that that's a part of the sport that's hard. Is you know. You can't, you can't, it's hard to rely on that human element of what the judge thought was more important. Maybe the Ed, I can't remember, I think it was the third round, Edgar went for a double leg and got it immediately. Um, but then Munoz ended up winning the rest of that round. But for some judges, oh, he got the takedown, he won the round. In my opinion, I don't think that's how it should work unless he holds him down for, you know, quite a bit of time, obviously, if he dominates him after that takedown. But you got to look at everything else as well. Um, it's just it's it's just hard, man. You can't let it go to the judges. You should be able to. You, we got to think of a better system to do this. Um, the verdict, verdict sco- scorecard had was was weird. It, it's weird the way they do it. I like the way they do it because they go by an average of what people um, put in who won the round. So you'll see like a nine point seven three or a nine point two one, or you know, or you know. Anyway. Edgar won, lost like four rounds in comparison to Munoz, but they were very close rounds, but beat the overall, had the overall high score on average um, and won the fight according to the verdict. Uh, like I said, super close fight. I don't think anyone's stock goes down, fortunately, in this fight. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next with Munoz. There's always fun fights for him there. Maybe Sean O'Malley wants to get one back. I don't know. I don't think they should put... Uh, Munoz for Sean O'Malley. Even you could even do Munoz Cheeto. Um, I'm sure there's other fights for Cheeto where you could do. I know Sanhagen has a fight coming up versus Marlon Marias, but I like that fight better for Corey Sanhagen. Uh, Pedro Munoz. It's a 
easier out, I think, for former um, Sanhagen. I think Marias is a lot for him right now after that really fast submission loss he had versus Aljermaine Sterling. Um, but a, a fun fight to watch. If you guys didn't see it, I suggest you go back to ESPN Plus and rewatch it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, two savages went down. Great fight. Fight of the night. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we got, uh, I think, I, in my personal opinion, a very fun fight card this weekend. And um, Alexander Rachik, 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 I, I don't know, Rachik, I think, versus uh, Mr. Anthony Lionheart Smith. So let's dive on into this fight card for a minute here. Uh, first fight we have up on the bill was originally scheduled for, I think it was the last pay-per-view. I think it was Stipe versus DC. Um, it, that would be Ion Kudaleba versus Magomed and, and Kaleov. Uh, I'm just going to call him Magomed. It's a lot easier to say. But uh, Ion ended up testing positive for the coronavirus. Uh, he's okay, obviously. They're going to fight this weekend. Um, Ion, if y'all don't know who he is, he's been in the UFC for a little while. I think he's been fighting since 2016 or 17. Um, the whole story behind this fight is... I believe they were on the last fight card that we had with a crowd. And back and forth war. I, if you don't know who Ion is, he's an absolute savage. He fucking hits so goddamn hard. Um, this fight's at 205 pounds or maybe 185 or 205. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at this. God, can't rely on me for nothing, can you? Anyway, um, Magomedov landed like a big overhand right. And Ion, what a fucking crazy name, by the way, Ion. I'm going to call him Kudaleba. Uh, Kudaleba pretty much did a, a played chicken with him and pretended like he was hurt. And when Magomedov kept running at him with punches and hitting him, he kept, oh, no, I'm getting hit. I, I'm hurt. I'm guessing that ended up to end up like, oh, nope, not hurt, bam, and catch him while he was coming in. But the referee called the fight off because it looked like he was out on his feet. And there was a whole big controversy about it. Ion obviously disputed this case, and anyway, ends up getting the rematch. Um, but Ion's four and four in the UFC. Uh, his really only big win is versus Khalil Roundtree, which was the fight before the, his fight against uh, Maga Madoff. Um, if y'all haven't seen that, go watch that. He lands beautiful elbows uh, in that TKO win versus Khalil Roundtree, who I am a personal fan of. Love Khalil Roundtree. And Maga Madoff is uh, 4-1 in the UFC. His, lo his only loss is his first fight uh, under the promotion. Under the promotion, That would be a uh, triangle choke loss to the one and only Paul Craig, who is no easy out. Who gives someone Paul Craig as their first fight? <laughs> That's just mean. He has uh, three wins, though, by TKO or knockout. One of those, obviously, was against Kudaleba, um, which is kind of, you know, iffy. Should be a really good fight. I don't really know. I can't remember who I picked in this fight. I want to say I picked Ion just because he's probably going to be pissed. Uh, someone's more than likely going to sleep in this fight, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. I highly suggest y'all watch it. ESPN Plus, don't miss it. UFC Las Vegas. Anyway. And then we got your girl Alexa Grasso versus Ji-Yeon Kim. I apologize if I butchered that name. She's a, one of the Chinese fighters. Um... I have never seen her personally fight. Uh, apparently, she's been in the UFC for a little while. She's 3-2 and two in the promotion. 
Uh, her last fight knocked the girl out in the second round. That was uh, Nadia Kasim. Uh, haven't went back and watched it yet. Uh, I will do that before the fights on Saturday. But uh, she might just be one of those Chinese fighters like Zhang Wei Li, who we haven't we didn't really hear hear of until she fought uh, Jessica Andrade. Who this could be her big breakout fight versus Alexa Grasso, uh, a girl who was supposed to be one of the next big things in the UFC. Uh, very similar to Lando Venata, in my opinion, with her her hype and her not really leading expectations, not really being met. Um, but Grasso, three and three in the UFC, uh, coming off a decision loss to Carla Esparza, who I think didn't win that fight. A lot of people had Grasso winning that fight. I had sorry, I had Esparza winning that fight, but a lot of people thought Grasso won that fight. It was a close fight. Uh, she's had no, she has not finished anybody in the UFC. Never, never had a finish. I think she has one split decision win, and then the other two are just regular, just uh, unanimous decision wins. It could be a really interesting fight. I think Grosso should use her wrestling, take her down, try to submit her on the ground. If I were Grosso, uh, Kim, I think should keep this fight standing. They don't really have a. I thought they'd have a bigger experience factor, but they really don't. She only has one less fight than Grosso does in the UFC, so it should be a very interesting fight. Josh should definitely tune into that one as well. And then a fight that I'm kind of surprised to see is uh, Bill Angelino versus Ricardo Lamas. Y'all don't know who Angelio, Angelino is. Sorry. Al, Allegio? A-L-E-G-E-O. Allegio? Uh, is, uh, he is... This is his first fight in the UFC, and he's fighting Ricardo, Ricardo Lamas. His only UFC experience is a, con- a contender series fight, which he lost. And his last fight was August 13th. 2020 about 10 days ago 13 days ago now won that fight by a knockout and i can't remember which promotion it was but uh obviously lost the contender series didn't get a contract went back recently fought one probably impressed dana white and uh, now he's fighting a killer in ricardo lamas unfortunately for ricardo lamas he hasn't been the same lamas as he was Back in the day, he is one in three in his last four fights, and he's coming off a brutal TKO loss uh, almost a year, over a year ago, about 14 months ago now, on June 8th, uh, 2019, to Calvin Cater. Um, for y'all, for for y'all who don't know how long Ricardo Lamas has been in the game, he's been fighting just in the UFC for almost 10 years. Uh, his first fight in the UFC was in 2011. He has some big wins, uh, notable guys like Charles Oliveira. Uh, Diego Sanchez, um, Oliveira, who's on a tear now, obviously. Uh, Diego Sanchez, Dennis Bermudez, guys like that. Experience could play a giant factor in this fight. All the, I mean, he's fought Uriah Faber. He's fought Jose Aldo. He's fought everybody, the best of the best in the business. And been doing it for nine years just in the UFC. So you, you don't know, you never know. Maybe Ricardo Lamas has lost a step now. Uh, maybe he's not going to come out there and look like he used to. I mean, I haven't really seen him fight recently, but the one I saw against Calvin Cater didn't look good. But Calvin Cater's also just on a another level right now. Uh, but you never know what could happen. I'm picking Lamas for this fight just for the experience factor alone, but who knows, I could be surprised like I was this weekend uh, with Shayna Dobson and Maria Agapova. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a fun fight. 
And the one I'm very excited for, actually, I'm I'm disappointed only because uh, so it's Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. The only reason I'm disappointed is because Jeff Neal was supposed to have this fight against Neil Magny. Uh, he got he was in the hospital for a while. He had some something wrong with his kidneys. He said he almost died. Crazy shit. He's doing better now. Speedy recovery to him. Uh, but Robbie Lawler is a very interesting opponent for for uh, Neil Magny. He hasn't really fought anybody with the experience of Robbie Lawler. The only guy he's really uh, fought with, uh, like the most UFC experience, I think, was Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, but that's really no comparison to Robbie Lawler. His last win, though, Robbie was uh, uh, Donald Cerrone in 2017. That was three years ago now. But I mean, his last two fights, he's looked absolutely. He's been incredible in incredible shape. He looked. I mean, that fight against Ben Askren was absolutely insane, and unfortunately, we everybody thought he was unconscious and wasn't, um, and that's when they stopped the fight. But uh, up until that point, he looked absolutely great. He's jacked. He's fired up, as always. He's just as fired up as he ever was fighting. He looks like the championship-caliber Robbie Lawler. Um, obviously, he lost to Kobe Covington, Ben Askren, and then he lost before that to uh, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. So he's 0-3 in his last three fights, unfortunately, but you never know. He could come out and look impressive against Neil Magny, but Neil Magny is coming off that absolutely devastating decision win. I mean, a couple of, you could throw a couple 10-8 rounds in there. Uh, he fought Anthony Rocco Martin, almost finished the fight a couple times, and Magny's a guy I'm surprised is not in like the top 15 at 170, and hopefully this fight against Robbie Lawler for him uh, catapults him up into that category. Should be a really inter- interesting fight. I, I do not know who is going to win this fight. I'm taking Neil Magny just because of how he looked in his last fight, but Robbie could have a, have, uh, have a chip on his shoulder, not wanting to lose against a young guy again. So we'll see how that one goes. Should be very fun. I have Neil Magny winning this fight. Uh, probably by decision. It's tough to get Robbie Lawler out of there. And then we got the main event. Anthony Lionheart Smith versus Alexander Ratchik. And... Obviously, Anthony Smith is coming off that just devastating, just really not a fun fight to watch um, in his loss against Clover Sarah. I mean, they should have stopped that fight a long time ago before the ref had to step in. The guy lost some teeth. He broke his jaw. Just terrible fight. Which which happens. Sometimes it's just not your night. And when you're fighting a guy like Clover Teixeira, um, he's a fucking badass motherfucker, man. I know he's an older guy, but terrifying that man is. Uh, that was May 13th. It's been three months, and I don't know if it might be too early for him to come back. It just seems almost like a recipe for disaster, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, hopefully Smith comes out there against Ratchik and looks good, but when you got a young guy like Ratchik, 4-1 the UFC, three finishes. His la- I mean, he lost his last fight, I think, by decision to, yeah, by decision to Volkan Ozdemir. Um, split decision at that, looked good in that fight, too has that giant knockout win versus Jimmy Manawa in England. Uh, head kick knockout. Uh, this could easily be Ratchik's like, breakout fights. We're like, holy shit, who is this kid? Exciting to watch. Power in his hands. Power in his legs. He can take you down and smash you on the ground. He's comfortable everywhere. And this could just be an absolute recipe for disaster for uh, Anthony Smith. I hope it's not. I fucking love Anthony Smith. And I hope he comes out there and impresses me. I want Anthony Smith to win this fight. I do not have him winning this fight, though. I have Alexander Rachik winning by by knockout in the third round. Third round. 
And that's really all I have for you today, guys. Um, just another announcement. Um, Dominic Reyes will be fighting Jan Blankowicz for the vacant light heavyweight title on September 26th. That fight will be on the same card as Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya. Now that fight card's definitely worth buying the pay-per-view. Got a uh, Kai Kara Francis fighting on that card as well, and uh, as well as uh, what's her name, Claudia Gadea. So gonna be a fun fight card for sure. One more fight I just saw that got announced like literally 15, 20 minutes ago, or I think it was last night, but I just saw it. Just saw it is um, Andre Feely versus Bryce Mitchell. That'll be a good fight. That'll be October thirty first on that uh, Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis card. Anyway, that's all I have for y'all today. I appreciate y'all tuning into the show. You guys have been absolutely amazing. All the support lately has been incredible. I appreciate every single one of y'all, all five of y'all that I got out there right now. <laughs> but uh, have fun watching the fights this weekend. Have a safe weekend. And take care. We'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one, guys.